Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're talking about allergies and autoimmune diseases. This is the real epidemic. I'm, it's going to be kind of wild because you're going to see it gets worse and worse. Um, and it's because of what we're doing. Now, we're going to talk about a lot of um, information that is not approved by the Ministry of Truth. Uh, so uh, this is all going to be on Dr. B VIP. Uh, so please, those of you that are supporting us, it is super appreciated. Uh, and also, when you get on there, share this information. This is hugely important. Uh, and also, too, Extreme Health Academy. Please support those guys. They are amazing. I'm on there at least once a month answering questions and doing a webinar. Um, but you're going to talk to real people, real challenges, real solutions. Now, you know people with allergies and autoimmune systems. Everybody does. We're looking at about um, 1 in 4, 25%. So why? Why are we living in a country okay, that um, is ignoring this, or if they're not ignoring the asthma, allergies, autoimmune conditions, why is it always a pharmaceutical approach? Well, I encourage you to read the book, The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy. Hey, you know, if you dra travel, get it on a book for tape, okay, and listen to it, learn. But what you're going to learn is about regulatory capture. And this is um, when we talk about autoimmune conditions and asthma and allergies, it's literally the industry that is responsible for health that's creating this kind of problem. I mean, you figure for 50 years, uh, the, the CDC, National Institute of Health, the NAID, um, all of these institutions, the FDA, they have a pharmaceutical approach to health. That's it. There's no investigation into vaccine side effects or medication side effects. The people that produce the product uh, do the testing, and they don't have to put forth all the data. Um, so you can have three or four tests in a third world country and only one of them turns out well that's the only test you got to show because it's completely for um, a profit it has nothing to do with health and so I encourage you to get that book The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy and you are going to learn that the CDC and other government agencies actually hold patents these they're they're vaccine sellers um, and in fact, the CDC advertises for vaccines then, uh, something that it's illegal for the vaccine companies to do. And then there's no investigation into uh, glyphosates or pesticides, uh, all of which can cause cancer. They can, or they're like antibiotics. They can create soil toxicity. So there is a huge amount of under investigation. There's no investigation in the source of non-communicable diseases. Before the entire COVID insanity, non-communicable diseases, and these are diseases that you cannot transfer, are killing, killing the majority of our population. And this is heart disease, cancer, uh, type 2 diabetes. These are all diseases that you have to earn you don't, you don't capture. So here, I want to re read a short review of this book called The Real Anthony Fauci um, by Dr. Joseph Mercola. Quote, 
Kennedy describes how Fauci, Fauci turned the National Institute of Health into an incubator for pharmaceutical products, which essentially sold the entire country to the drug industry. The book is incredibly well-referenced record of his history of decimating human health and exposes Fauci as a self-serving charlatan. Um, powerful. So what do we got? We got in this country, one in three, 30% are going to develop heart conditions. 30% are going to develop cancer, mental disorders, one in four. We've got dementia, one in one. Why? Because we're treating stress. Um, so what do you have? You've got five things that maintain health. Your food. Are you eating organic or processed? Well, the process is approved by the FDA. Uh, elimination. How many bowel movements a day do you get? Do you have one uh, bowel movement, which is common, or one every other day? No. You should have three bowel movements a day. Movement. Are you in a sedentary lifestyle, or are you moving? And you're talking a half hour to an hour a day, you've got to be doing some kind of exercise. Movement deficiency syndrome is contributing to this. Social and mental health. And this is huge, because we are social beings. Now, there's been... A 30% rise in deaths in the age category 18 to 40. That 18 to 40 age category group, okay, with that large of a rise in deaths, this is usually World War II. But we're looking at suicides, drug overdoses, accidents. So there is a huge um, problem that, that we're, we're in. Social and mental health is just as important as food. And then healthcare. Is your healthcare choices working with the body, or you, is your doctor smarter than the body? So he's going to give you um, an Advil, Motrin, a leave for the joint pain, even though it destroys joints. Is it going to give you an antidepressant, even though the the antidepressants cause suicide? Um, in the Journal of the American Medical Association, this is 1999, so 20 years ago. Um, trends in infectious diseases and mortalities. See, the, the pharmaceutical industry has to keep you scared because they have to have a continually um, panic of impending virus or infectious. Well, they have to create it because infectious diseases are on the decline. And, and let me read this article. Um, although most of the 20th century has been marked by declining infectious disease mortality, the age of pestilence and famine, which in the matort, matort, uh, mortality pattern was dominated by high rates of infectious diseases, especially in the young, to the current age of degenerative and man-made diseases. Now, infectious diseases account for around 4% of the deaths, chronic and neoplastic diseases, which are man-made diseases, account for 81%. And you figure, um, in the United States, mortality due to infectious disease is actually increasing now from 58, um, increased 58% from 1980 to 1992. Why? Because we're treating everything with a chemical. We're not looking at the actual cause. And you've heard of the war on cancer. Well, guess what? In the last 32 years, cancers increased 300%. So the real Anthony Fauci, is this the war on cancer? Is this the war on the public? 
Okay, if you get somebody that's in there that's looking at environmental toxicities, that's looking at how the body regenerates, that's looking at the cause of high blood pressure, the cause of type 2 diabetes, then you've got a guy that's in charge of health. We don't have any regulatory agency like that. Now, World Health Organization, they say non-communicable diseases are the leading killer. 80% of all deaths in all countries, low, middle, high income, are from non-communicable diseases. What are those? Cardiovascular, cancer, respiratory diseases, and diabetes. Yes, that's right. Let me read it again. Cardiovascular disease, like heart attacks and stroke, cancer, chronic respiratory diseases like COPD, asthma, and then diabetes. Now, none of these are COVID, none of these are flu, none of these are anything. Um, it's, these are all lifestyles that you have to actually earn. You can't catch. Um, so if the World Health Organization really wanted to take care of people instead of sell a product, um, they would actually be looking after these diseases. And we're looking at these are diseases that are not genetic. They're not contagious. Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, dementia, autism, depression, high blood pressure. So when we talk about allergies and asthma and autoimmune conditions, um, it's huge because this is what our body or our world is being affected. So what are the causes of all this? Is it genetics? Are you just genetic defective? Is it viruses, bacteria, yeast, chemical imbalance? Uh, you don't have the right medication, um, random malfunction, bad luck, bad genes. Okay, what's the cause? We're going to get into that because now allergy and hay fever stats. Now, the, the latest one that they have on the CDC is from 2016. And you can imagine that it's going to be quite a bit more now. But 20% of our population has, has, um, has some type of allergy. Um, and when you're looking at this, it costs the, our country over $8 billion a year. Um, so why are allergy rates increasing? There's a couple of theories. One is the hygiene hypothesis. So if you're constantly rubbing your, washing your hands and living in a sterile environment and eating packaged foods, you're decreasing your gut flora, and this is where 80% of your immune system is. And then we're using antibiotics and animal feed, everything else, and that creates superbugs. Uh, the vaccinations, again, now this is something you can't talk about on social media um, because we have um, a dictator charlatan, uh, and the industry... The pharmaceutical industry has taken over the, the uh, um, communications industry or the press. But vaccinations, you're getting 72 doses of 17 different shots uh, in a human being. That's never been studied, and these are, have no liability with them. And then toxic food proteins, genetically modified. Those are generally recognized as safe, but there's no studies on them. What about the preservatives that we use? What about genetics? I mean, figure um, black children are mostly affected for asthma. It was one in nine in 2001. It's one in five in 2009. Um, so why are our children sick? 54%, over half of our children, have a chronic illness or disease. Now, autistic economics. 
um, is since, and again, no one's talking about this over the last two years. Uh, there are only, if you look at every medical journal, every TV, every ticker tape, it's COVID, 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 COVID. But autistic autism economics by 2025, it will cost our country one trillion dollars annually. Well, let me tell you, that's three years from now, and so they're not looking at an environmental cause, because even though there is a huge amount of data that shows that environmental toxins through vaccines, coal-fired plants, toxic food, destroying the gut flora, the drugs that we put mom on are also a contributing factor. Nobody is looking at that because we have a pharmaceutically, um, it's, it's called um, regulatory capture. The groups that are supposed to regulate the industry are captured by the industry, so they can't regulate it. And I know if you're thinking $1 trillion annually, well, we'll just print more money. Right. Okay, so let's go back to 1913. Um, Charles Robert Richet won the Nobel Prize um, for coining the term uh, anaphylactic. Now, we are, quote, we are so constituted that we can never receive other proteins into the blood than those that have been modified by digestive juices. Anytime an alien protein penetrates by a fraction, the organism suffers and becomes resistant. Uh, end of quote. So this means that if you're injecting something into the body that hasn't been tempered by digestion, you can have a negative effect. So now let's look at your body because your body is always adapting. It's adapting to physical, chemical, and emotional stress. It's adapting to sunlight. It's adapting to excess food or food shortages. Now the vagus nerve, which controls all the sensory input into the organs, and and this is hugely important because this is uh, your immune system. This is everything. 90% of it is sensory. That means anything you put in your mouth, um, it literally has to go um, through the nervous system. And, and I know it sounds odd, but the, the, think of this. Anything you eat literally goes in the gut. And the gut, 90% of that is sensory. So wrap your head around that just for a second. That any that, that you need this massive information coming in from the gut going up to the brain, so anything that damages the gut will allow undigested proteins to float in the in the system, and so hugely important. Now, uh, so we're looking at an allergy, which is an abnormal recognition of a foreign protein. Um, literally now. That is the source of the allergies. It's also the source of the autoimmune conditions. So how are these foreign proteins getting into the body? Well, I mean, vaccines, medication, damage to the intestinal tract. You can inhale it into the body. Okay, there's a lot of different sources. So let's look at two things. Placebo effect. We know that's like a sham medical procedure where, you know, somebody takes an inert substance and if the patient thinks it's real, it's, it's like you can have, um, and literally if you take a sugar pill, something that you think is a beta blocker, your blood pressure will go down. 
if you think it's uh, for digestion, your digestion will improve. And that happens about a little bit less than half of the time. So your mind actually creates it. But there's also a nocebo effect. And this is like placebo's evil twin, where you negative thoughts of belief can cause an illness. This goes on um, the witch doctor stabbing a doll and the person drops over dead. Well, we have a huge amount of nocebo effect now. So here's a doctor, and it's still on YouTube, which is unusual. He is also called an, an immune autoimmune immunologist. Dr. Professor um, Yehuda Schoenfeld. And I'm going to bring a lot of his stuff up because he is brilliant. Um, this guy has published more than 1,920 papers. He's authored and edited 40 books. Uh, and he is the expert, the definitive expert on autoimmune conditions. Um, and I encourage you to look at neuromolecular medicine. We're going to have a couple of these journal articles about goal for illness. They found uh, even people that weren't deployed over to the, the desert, to Iraq, um, that the, they still developed the illness. And it turned out it was the adjuvants, the adjuvants inside, and the adjuvants of aluminum, hydroxy, aluminum hydroxide and squalene literally contribute to neurologic deficits. Now, this was um, if published in 2007. Here's another one published in 2017, aluminum hydroxide. Again, the additives inside of the vaccine. Now, you got to remember, in our culture, that none of the ingredients are studied and how they react to the human. Medications have to go through four or five years, possibly more years, of placebo-controlled trials. Um, the vaccines are not in that category. They're considered biologics. And since 1986, anything that's on the childhood schedule is liability-free. But here's an article from Toxicology, 2017, that talks about the aluminum hydroxide adjuvant particles and neurotoxicity. Listen to this, quote, the adjuvant size injected in the suspension corresponds to the lowest dose, but not to the highest doses. So neurotoxicity, the dose makes the poison. The rule of classic chemistry appears to be oversimplified. And again, this is regulatory capture. You're not going to hear this from your doctor because he's going to be unaware of it. You're not going to hear this on the mainstream media. And what they're talking about is if you have a large amount of the adjuvant or the additive or the poison, a large enough to have the body recognize it, beautiful, then the immune system can take it over. If it's a small dose, it gets by. Or the nanoparticles, and I know you've heard the nanoparticles in shots, those nanoparticles get by the immune system and they can build up to a toxic level. Here's another uh, journal published in Vaccines and Autoimmunity. Um, and this was 2009. Quote, like other drugs, vaccines can cause adverse events. But unlike conventional medications, which are prescribed to people who are ill, vaccines are administered to healthy individuals, thus increasing concerns over adverse events. Now, the latency period from vaccination to autoimmunity range from days to years. Uh, that's right. And, and I know that the information I'm talking about on this radio show can't be given to the general public on, on YouTube and Facebook. 
but I am going to prevent, present this tonight, but I'm going to have some more detailed stuff in our censored portion. But here's another one. At a November 2009, the Journal of Vaccines and Autoimmunity. Quote, autoimmune phenomena following vaccines, arthritis, vasculitis, encephalitis, neuropathy, demyelination, are the most frequently reported adverse events. So when we talk about autoimmunity um, and allergies, we have to look at the foreign proteins. And here's one again, same article. Uh, the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention concluded three years later that a causal relationship exists between arthritis and two vaccine combinations, the DPT and the MMR, the diphtheria, testis, and pertussis, and the measles, mumps, and rubella. So obviously, we need to, to change our world. Now, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, since vaccines do not have a um, liability since 1986, so the companies cannot be sued, there is a Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS. And this is why a lot of people are saying, oh, you're getting your data from VAERS. Anyone can put that in there. Well, Harvard Medical School okay, actually did a study on it. And they found out, and the Journal of the American Medical Association as well, they said that the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System um, is only able to capture between 1% and 10% of the reported injuries. Uh, that's huge. That means that if you have, well, um, between 1999 and 2004, there were 128,000 adverse event reported to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. So that's only 1% to 10% of them. So you're looking at between 1.2 million and 12 million actual cases. So what do you need to do to correct the asthma, allergies, and autoimmune conditions? Five things. Number one, you've got to have a, a proper nerve supply. You have an automatic nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress, and that's called the sympathetic or fight or flight. The other part of your nervous system, rest, digest, and repair, and is the other half. So you need to have a balance of this. And you live your life through your nervous system. Now, we use x-rays, heart rate variability, live blood cell analysis, and thermography. So this will check it. But understand, when you're talking hormone production, your experience in life goes through your nervous system. This gets sent up to the hypothalamus, which has one leg in the nervous system, one leg in the hormonal system. So it regulates your hormones. And this is called cortisol. It's called the adrenal pituitary thyroid axis. So how many people have been diagnosed with a low-functioning thyroid? How many of those have a leaky gut? And what's the cause of the low-functioning thyroid? Just take all this stuff back and think. If you had a herd of water buffalo, and 54% of their offspring had a chronic illness or disease, like American children, would you give that herd more drugs, more shots, or would you find out what they're eating and where they're living? Okay? So number one, nerve supply. Number two, exercise. Exercise helps the brain, hugely important for the brain, because it has neuro... Um, plasticity. It generates uh, blood vessels. It generates everything. Exercise literally helps with the hippocampal volume. And this is, this is how brains slowly get more and more deficient. 
and look at the things that decrease blood flow to your brain. Blood pressure drugs are one of them. Look at the um, environmental accumulation of toxins. Vaccines are one of them. Coal-fired power plants are one. Then you need proper nutrition. Let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Hugely important. Um, and then, um, because this is oxidative stress, your body is always breaking down nutrients and building nutrients, okay, building tissues. Then you need sleep, sufficient sleep. This is where you can get dreams every night, where you can literally rebuild yourself. And then prayer and meditation, fantastically important. So when you look at the, when we talk about prayer and meditation, Okay, you got to look at the Japanese poison ivy study. Now, they had these group of people that were allergic to poison ivy. They put one um, of their arms, they rubbed this leaf that they said was the poison ivy, the Japanese equivalent. And on the other side, they just rubbed the leaf that had no reaction whatsoever. And they told them this. And sure enough, 100% of the people developed a rash on the side of using the leaf that they were sensitive to. Nobody developed the rash of the leaf on the other side. What they didn't tell these people is they switched the leaves. So these people, using their mind, their perception, had to change their um, sensitization of that plant protein on the, the infected arm or the arm that they're sensitive to, and they had to express a reaction on an arm that they weren't sensitive to. So this is huge, the power of that mind. Now, we're also going to go over how to desensitize from certain allergies. And there's certain methods, like one, like let's say you're allergic to penicillin. Great article from the Mayo Clinic that talks about how you can get over that. Um, let's say you had a jungle disease that only penicillin would help. It takes around 24 to 72 hours to get over that allergy. What you do is you slowly introduce it. You take very, very small amounts every half hour to every hour, and within just a day, you're going to be desensitized to it. This is how they desensitize a lot of food proteins. And we get a lot of people doing these sensitive tests, their skin prick tests. Well, that's only how they're having a reaction right there at that right moment. And what is an allergy? It's an abnormal sensitization or reaction to a foreign protein. So how are those foreign proteins getting into the bloodstream? You've got to find out. It's going to be a leaky gut or going to be vaccines. And this is why we have that huge rise. But you can desensitize the system by slowly introducing it. Because remember, it's an abnormal recognition of a foreign protein, not a foreign protein. And so these morons that are giving steroids, which weaken your immune system, they're given antihistamines, which damage the brain. They're given... Um, and, and they're discounting that your body already produces one of the greatest steroids called cortisol. But if you are in a completely stressed state and you're, you're in a chronic fatigue state, you have poor sleep, you have high physical, chemical, and emotional stress, you are not going to be able to um, adapt to the circumstance. So when we put up the five keys to health, where you have to have good nerve supply, good exercise, healthy nutrition, sleep, and prayer and meditation, um, realize it seems too simple. 
Now, we are going to get into the censored portion tonight. And that censored portion, we've got to talk about the vaccines. But remember, the, the, the fourth state of the U.S. government was supposed to be the press. And the only one that's protected in our Constitution is free press. With the censorship that we have today, where you can be vilified, you can be demonetized, you can, I mean, literally wiped out of every social media platform. You could lose your job for Facebook post or any post if you're, if you're posting anything that questions the narrative. Well, how about going to the cdc.gov site, and you will find out 66 U.S. vaccines have been discontinued. Why have they been discontinued? Because they showed damage, damage to human beings. When, then you're also going to find out, if you go on that site, that the three-year um, safety data control for the COVID vaccines um, was wiped out. Okay, Remember, it's three years. They had an emergency use authorization using a product that's never been used on human beings before, an mRNA technology. They skipped the animal trials because the animal trials, they've been trying to develop this thing for 20 years. 100% of the animals died. When they got approval, and they, you had to have six months of data. Now, remember, the data was not favorable. That's when they vaccinated the placebo group. So this was one of the few vaccine trials that had a placebo group in there. That means you gave them a sham procedure. And so you can compare the vaccine to the unvaccinated. Well, they wiped out and they vaccinated the placebo group. And you should say, damn, that doesn't sound right, because it really doesn't. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. Um, get on Del Big Tree, the high wire. Get on the Dr. B VIP. Get on media that is still free and share this, because there are too many people dying from ignorance. And, and that's, that's unacceptable. We're part of the human family, and you have been designed to live here for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years. God bless you, and I love you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.